0: Welcome back, Nitty Gritty. We got another fun episode for you. We have Jason Smith. Second man in a row. Second man in a Sorry, row. Sorry, ladies. It's a little different for us. He is the founder and probably the CEO of Sponsor CX, Yeah, which is all about like branding and sponsor deals and the software behind it. But it was fun because his story is a very traditional story of just normal jobs. You know, he worked with the Jazz and BYU, got to Mountain America and found a need, created some business out of it. And, Entrepreneurial and, story. And jumped, right? Like left the security and the comfort of a, probably a pretty
1: comfortable job, yeah,
0: you know? Like
1: a big old company, <laughs> like the type of company you stay with forever, get retirement, make a great salary. Well, and I'm sure those job perks of his like
0: day to day was probably pretty fun.
1: Yeah. He was running. Yeah. He's running <laughs> sponsorship for Mountain America Credit Union. So. I mean, he's probably getting invited to going some. to all the games, oh. any shows. Well, this thing I do at the Masters, like that's kind of what it is. They're for spoiling sure. their clients. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sure the Utah Jazz are like, Jay, come to a game, man. Let's get you a suite. Thanks for being trying to. Thanks for sponsoring to up their sponsorship us, sponsorship the next year. Oh, dude, he was getting wind and uh-huh. designed.
0: So to walk away from that and have a startup now, it's pretty
1: cool. Well, yeah, and not to just not to just be complacent, right? Like, this job's amazing. I'm doing good at it. Things are great, but it's like no, innovate, innovate, innovate. How do I do it better? How do I do it better? And then using your current job to kind of like prove the concept. Like, well,
0: yeah, that took balls. Well, because he started it, it was going for a while. Yeah, as he was at Mountain America, overlapped
1: like two or three years. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, so you don't have to just cut ties, but
1: it hit a certain point where it just made sense to do that. And I mean, that's and he used his own money to build it. Yeah, great entrepreneurial story. This is I worked with Jason back when he was at byu just with my sponsorships through bam bams and he's just he's such a good dude i always call him bishop
0: he might be the only guy to make us feel small yeah yeah. he's even taller
1: he's taller than both of us (laughs) i'm still wider but he is a tall guy very happy just nice guy family man great story check it out thank you welcome back to the nitty-gritty episode 129 we are here with a bishop I used to call you Bishop. Uh, I also well, used to I'm call sen- you Forks and Knives. Remember I, that? I, that's Forks and Knives. Uh-huh. That's
2: right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I've since been released as Bishop. But, well, uh,
1: you're never released from Bishop. That's true. right. That is So true. it is still proper to call you Bishop.
2: But, but I am but serving in a bishopric at BYU. Oh, so. oh that's kind of cool. Yeah, as a counselor.
1: Yeah. Oh, we should get into that. What you're dealing with over there. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Talk, so, talk to the Bishop about that. J- Jason Smith, CEO of Sponsor CX. Am yes. I saying that right? Yep,
2: absolutely. I've yeah.
1: I've known Jason since since I opened. Yeah. Right? You were with From the, the BYU IMG sponsorship team at BYU yep. the first year that Bam Bams was around. Yep. And so I used to call him forks and knives because he ate his barbecue with fork a fork and a knife.
2: <laughs> and so I'm a clean guy. I, yeah. I made fun of him because Jason
1: is not a small man. <laughs> he is a normal sized person, just like me. Forks and, and so knives. to see a big dude like him eating brisket with a fork and a knife. I'm like, you just have to be made fun of. That's just <laughs>
2: yeah. And I embraced it.
1: You did and you he never flinched. It did not yeah. some people I would say that to and they'd just be like, You're right. And they would just start eating with their hands and I owned it. You owned it and that's yeah. that's okay. You know, I I'm like okay, that. okay. So man. you want people to eat barbecue with their hands? Well I mean look, you don't need a knife to cut my brisket first of all. Right? <laughs> so that is a true When you're eating it with a fork and a knife, and looking like you know you're sitting at the Windsor Palace eating a filet mignon.
2: It's more that's of an, an
1: issue, especially when it's a big man. Right? I don't like, need it I
2: totally. To cut. I just need it, and it and to. I, it's a. It's an instrument. <laughs>
0: it's to balance out the two sides. Yeah, it's an instrument to like, in each hand
2: to separate.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> one side of the meat to the other side of the meat.
1: Oh man, maybe with turkey I would allow it. Like that's okay. Because you can't really like take your knife and yeah. or your fork and cut that, but a
2: little, a little bit more hearty.
1: But if you do eat ribs with a fork and a knife, then you really deserve.
2: I it. think that's where you really got me. And I, and it, it I, was, I think it was that. mostly it was mostly the ribs because yeah. people pick up ribs and eat them, right? But I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can. I, I cut the meat off. Yeah.
1: Now women do that
2: yeah but, that's okay I mean, I'll own it
1: gender norms are kind of <laughs> yeah. gone now so maybe yeah. it's okay yeah. but back in 13 14 when we could still make fun of that sort of thing yeah. <laughs> I gave it to him but yeah. now it's okay non-binary I'm eating, the first I guess I'm the first
2: I'm the first offensive lineman to actually uh, eat ribs uh, with fork right. and, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and maybe that was the part right yeah You're just a bigger dude yeah so, so but fine. yeah now it's gender neutral you can eat however you want that's right so maybe that's why I've never seen you eat with a fork and a knife you eat with both Andrew Hmm.
2: How about with ribs? I sure do. How about ribs?
0: I'll pick up a rib.
2: Okay. See. Okay. I think that's so, the difference. So we're good. Yeah.
0: I'll pick up a rib, but I totally will cut my brisket.
2: Like I
1: get, I get not eating eat like, like women don't eat it. ribs, like off the bone very often because it's just kind of a texture thing that they, they're taking the rib meat off the rib bone, <laughs> so it's just like it's just pork. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's just kind of. Fun. But there's something about pulling it off the bone. A lot of women they just don't. They are not down with that.
2: And your, your ribs are fall off the bone, right? So it's just kind of, you know. They're
1: very close. Technically, if they're completely fall off the bone, I'm doing it wrong. Oh, I've overcooked them. But so we try to be close, but they pull away. They pull away easily. They leave a dry bite. That's what we want, right? There you go. So, yeah. So welcome. So I've known Jason for a long time. I've been watching his uh, career closely. Thank okay. You. How, Thank you. Really. But Thank I mean, <laughs> I see it on LinkedIn and Facebook. We're
2: friends. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But absolutely. So. So let's just explain to people your background a little bit. Like, where did you grow up? First of all,
2: yeah, I'm an I'm an Oregonian. I grew up. Are in, you really? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Tigard, Oregon, just south of of Portland. Wasn't that where the first Nike store was when they were selling tigers? Yeah, in Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beaverton. I, I
0: only know that because I'm listening to Shoe Dog again right now. It's like I one of my favorite that. books. Yeah, I love it. And I remember they got tigers in. That was their first shoe before Nike. Yep. And they yep. put their first store. I thought. Yeah, right they did.
2: there. They did, and and. Uh, yeah, so grew up an Oregon Duck fan, Phil Knight, and I mean everyone loves Nike there, but Adidas is there now too, mm-hmm. right? So I think for, Portland, Oregon yes. is pretty much they the uh, count, shoe, shoe yeah. capital of the world. But uh, but yeah, grew up there, grew up a big Portland Trailblazer fan as well. Still am to this day. We're uh, Sorry, trying to lose man. as many games we can to <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> they literally last night Dame happy. They, they, yeah, they need to keep Dame happy. We got to keep Dame around, but. Um, yeah, so grew up in Portland. Um, went to BYU, um, and uh, while at BYU, I why not Oregon? Well, you know, I I it was an option. So I played football growing up. I was recruited to, to play play football. I there was a few different schools to, to to look at, and by by the time my my senior year came came around, I uh, I really wanted to play at BYU. I mean, I grew up a huge BYU fan. Yeah. I mean, I love I loved Oregon, but I was a BYU fan. Okay. And and I had some op- options, but uh and if you remember Lance Reynolds, you know, back back in the day, he would come out and recruit me. Coach Lance, like senior? Yeah, yep, like senior. It's a scary man. Yeah. <laughs> so he come out and recruit me mm-hmm. and uh and we met up and he even had me commit on the spot to commit to play for BYU and and uh and had a great relationship there and then um he called me one day like at the end of it was like right in the middle of uh the football season and he's like hey Jason we've got more missionaries coming back that that oh. we that we don't have we don't have as many scholarships as we thought and i'd already told all the other schools that i was oh. i was going to BYU and uh, and he goes hey i he goes, I feel really terrible about this, but we're not going to be able to, we'll give you a preferred walk-on, you know, status, but we're not going to be able to offer you that scholarship like we were. And, uh, back then social media would have went blown up over. Did he give like
1: one that. of those scholarships to his son?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, <laughs> no,
2: I don't, I don't freaking know. Freaking Lance. No, I <laughs> can't remember kidding. who it was, but so anyway, I really was still a believer in BYU. It was a big, big hit for me, but <clears throat> I went to, uh, he said, so there's two options. He goes, you want to play for us? You can come be a preferred walk on, or you can go to Rick's College, play there for a season, and then when the scholarship opens, we'll bring you bring you back down. So I decided to opt for that instead. Of, so I right. could have, because so Rick's play. College would play, pay for my school. Yeah. Right? So I ended up going to Rick's and I played, um, if you know Adam Parker and the licensing department, at BYU, right. we played together at Rick's. Oh, okay. And uh, so. Played at Rick's for um, that year, um, my freshman year, and I blew my back out. Oh, no. And uh, so I went on my mission, and I ended up coming coming back and tried to play again. And my back, I hurt my back again. And the doctor's like, hey, you know, you should probably not play football anymore. Um, so I did come back down to BYU, but I ended up uh, um, not playing just because of my, my back situation but um so that's how it all happened from hmm. my my time of trying to trying to play BYU football. It, wow. I was there then I wasn't there and then then I really wasn't there anymore but dang but then came and and but I got a great education there graduated adver- advertising communications. So and, athletic uh, yeah athletic degrees. It's <laughs> my athletic degree. Right. Yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going hey, people difficult. because yeah. I didn't go to college. Hey I'm gonna defend it it's pretty it's actually pretty difficult uh School to get into,
1: oh, so. very hard school to get into. Yeah, I was just saying the degrees are what most athletes <laughs> I do. do. Communications, That's a, yeah, communications, exactly. art, Spanish minor in Spanish. Yeah, is that what you did? Yep, or in are your associates in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Which I, got, you probably I got a served minor Spanish in Spanish speaking,
2: minor in English. My associates from Ricks in Spanish. I mean, I went Spanish speaking on my mission, and I tested Please. out like twenty credits. Right, smart. And so I got my associates there, English minor. Advertising communications major, and while I was at BYU, I was selling ads for the Daily Universe. Right, that, that's how I made money. Right, hundred percent commission. Wow, on it, yeah. And so that's how I paid for school. And then, um, then I had an internship with the Utah Jazz. Right, and um, and how I ended up getting that, I had a I had a, a Grant Harrison who was the VP of game ops he actually came into our intern advertising class and started talking about the jazz and I'm sitting there going man if I can combine advertising and sports this is like dream job for sure so I go up to him afterwards and I'm like hey you know um do you have any internships and he said well call me after the playoffs here's my card and that was back in the Carl Malone and John Stockton days and he's like and so I called him afterwards and he set me up and get this you'll appreciate this cam so i go into the i go into this interview and uh my who ended up being my 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 boss kelly crane she's like super tiny right and i'm like super large right? <laughs> right and so so we're we're in there and she just can't get over how tall i am compared to her and we're talking through it and we had a good don't you
1: work for the jazz
2: yeah yeah lady i know exactly you're like point guard height so anyway she we have a great interview she calls me like a week or two later And she's like, hey, Jason, this is Kelly. I want to offer you the job as the intern for us on the Game Ops side with the Jazz. I'm like, oh, I'm super excited. You know, thank you. And she goes, really? When it comes down to it, you – you had on your resume that you worked at the men's big and tall, so that <laughs> so I feel like you actually had to work in this job because you you worked in the men's big and tall. So, <laughs> no, because that way. W- I worked there for like two months, like when I moved down to Provo right. for like a little bit. Oh, oh, my God. And oh, I had it on my resume. Nice. And she's like, you worked the men's big and tall. You have to work for the jazz. So wow. anyway, that's that was how I got my jazz jobs because I worked at uh, casual male big and tall, <gasps> the one right here. Yeah, the one it? the one that you that Plato's Closet. Oh right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right there. It it wasn't was this there. one? By you, yeah.
0: No way. So anyway, so that's what? Did how, you that's how I got th- the jazz job. So what'd you do for the jazz?
2: Yeah, so so as an intern, I was game operations. So I was like pulling on the AT and T shoot for loot game, you know, and and right. doing that type of thing. And I did that for a couple years. They get I was making six bucks an hour my 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 first year there doing that. And then they my second year they decided to bump me up to eight dollars and fifty cents an hour. It's awesome. It bas- pretty much paid for my gas. Up to every game. Yeah. But I was, sit, I was courtside every game. Oh, Did you, you actually know? get to watch the games? That. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would get everything ready for the game. And then during the game, I'd stand in the corner have all like the games to pull out onto the court and I just watched the game until it was ready for to come out and I would pull the stuff onto the
1: court. It was it was a dream job. And it was an internship, right? And it
2: was an internship and I was ma- uh, I was making bank. That's the <laughs> one thing like sure.
0: the ushers that are at all the games oh, but yeah. they have to sit with their backs to it. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like that would be miserable. That's why they're also mean. Yeah.
2: I had a headset on so the cool thing is you have a headset on so you can like hear all the workings of what's going right. on, you know, with with the whole game operations crew, which was fun. So I did that for two years, you know, while I was selling, you know, newspaper ads right. to actually really make money. And then once I graduated, um, you know, I there wasn't a job with the jazz or anything there, so I, I ended up working for the Denver newspaper agency in, in Denver. Oh, wow. So I went kind of that newspaper route, and I hated every minute of it. It was awful.
1: Oh, you went from courtside at the jazz.
2: I know it was so bad. Yeah. Oh, I love Denver. Denver's a cool town. I like it's Denver. Okay. It
1: used to be cool.
2: Yeah, it's just it's getting a little douchey now. Yeah, I haven't been back in a while. So, yeah. but, but anyway, so I, so I ended up, I ended up keeping in touch with the Jazz and a, one of their sponsorship guys left. And it was about nine months after I had, I had graduated and I ended up uh, interviewing for the position. And it's, it's super cool. Like Grant Harrison, who hired me as an intern, here I am, this young, like 25 year old and all the sponsorship sales guys, they're in there like, late thirties, forties, right. you know, have been doing this for a while. He walked in and he said, Hey, listen, you got to to the VP of sponsorship for the jazz, Mike Snar," And he's like, Hey, you got to, uh, take it, take a chance on this kid. And, uh, so they had me come out and interview and, uh, Anyway, they offered me the job. They like your big and tall experience. Yeah, they're like, you are big and tall, and you work for. (laughs) Still banking on that big and tall. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I worked at the casual mail. so (laughs) so absolutely, you need to hire me. So a
1: measuring jazz players like, yeah, you're looking like a two (laughs) X tall. (laughs) Yeah, let's bring in the shoulders,
2: and uh, so anyway, so I got I got uh, I got hired on um, to do sponsorship sales for them at a fairly young age. It was it was fun. How long did you did you do that? Let's see. I was probably three years, three years on the on the sales side. So, with, like, like, what do those yeah.
0: sponsorships look like for the Jazz? Like, how much are people paying? You know,
2: back then it's a lot different today than it was was back then. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even. I was there when we were putting the first ever LED ribbon boards in, in the arena. Okay. And now you go to Vivian Arena now, and it's LED boards all over the place. So yep. many different assets, and and it's amazing what what organizations are are paying out there now for, for sponsorships. Oh, sure. But, but uh, back then it was, it was kind of the wild, wild West a little bit, you know, it was what, what you, whatever you could sell it for. Right.
0: And like, what was your pitch to people? Because it's like, people are going to like, I don't know. I've, I've always been so interested with sponsorships and like billboards and just general, because I'm a nerd with numbers. Like, how do you measure that return? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you justify and then you hear some of these dollars for what these sponsorships are going for. Yeah. Like what? Well, the Staples Center just became crypto.com and it was like, yeah. well, it was like an $800 million deal or something like that.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. Like our, that's insanity. Yeah. It's nuts. But I'll, I'll tell you this. So this, this kind of gets into my mountain America career, right? When oh, I was yeah. on, on the brand side, cause that's where I was doing a lot of, you know, valuations yeah, and are paying like that. for Those
0: things back then. Right.
2: Cause that, cause I'm actually like saying, Hey, you know, we're going to buy this, Yeah, you know, but on the sales side, you know, we, we valued it what we felt like it was valued at, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but there's a little bit more more science to it. To answer your question, I mean, the the thing you have to realize when you're evaluating a sponsorship is not all impressions are created equal. Sure. You know, so driving b- driving by, you know, uh, you know Vivian Arena and having the logo on the stadium is a different, you know, kind of impression than if I had an event presence there and I'm serving them Bam Bam's barbecue and they're actually tasting my – my, my food at the, right. at the arena. Right. Right. That's a different touch point And you probably, it's a better value way better than you would on, on the other, but the, my the, meat the name changes on the lives. arena, the name on the arena Jason. is going to have more for sure. Right. So that's why that value goes a lot higher because there's so many more, but that is also a very, it's just, you're going to value how many people can actually demo your, your, right. your product. than than, than not. So you have it's to gonna evaluate- convert,
1: It's going to convert a lot more often when they're actually tasting the food, right? Totally,
2: right? right? Or if from a financial institution, like if I can sit there and actually talk to them about their auto loan right. and, and how we can help them or consolidate debt or whatever, that's a little Better bit more of a, a touch than than just driving by and seeing a logo on a building. Right.
0: So is it just their budget is so big they have to? Like to put your name on a building, is it like our marketing budget is just so big
2: that no, this is the you, only
0: way to spend it because it's to your point. Instead taxes, of doing maybe? one of those, wouldn't it be more efficient to do a hundred small ones? Media value.
2: So, the staple center now crypto.com, yeah. the media value is astronomical. And you think of every
1: concert, every
2: every concert, every and and the facility that's there. I mean, they got two you know NBA I still teams, call it the Delta Center, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they also have Our two NBA teams. Even. They have two NBA teams there. I mean, Clippers are building their own arena, but yeah. for now, I don't know how they structured that, but there's two NBA teams there. All the concerts that take place there, it's in LA. Yeah. The the amount of national broadcasts that take place you there. forgot the
1: Kings, by the way.
2: Yeah, the Kings. Yeah, the Kings. The Kings are also there. Everybody forgot about Kings. Yeah, the Kings. <laughs> you shut up. That is not true. The Kings are there too. Somehow they figured out how to keep the Kings in there. And so you have to media value is what drives that okay that number so high because when you have the amount of eyeballs that are on crypto.com during a you know Lakers Lakers game or Clippers game and the big shots from up up there looking down on it and then every Crypto.com is literally, they have to call it at crypto.com or like everything, like every radio thing.
1: Everything is just like, yeah, this weekend at crypto.com stadium or arena. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It gets I mean, mentioned. Yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere.
2: And so
0: that's like, how do you measure that though? Because I understand the values there, but like, is there an equation for that? Yeah. That though, like crypto is using or it, that Mountain I, America is using to name something, right?
2: Everyone has their own valuation system. Okay. I have my own. Crypto's probably got theirs. Got it. And so, I can't like sit here and outline one for you. Like sure. I ha- I have my own that, that I do, but like,
1: is it, a it, thing? it comes, like, it, it it comes down to, it, com-
2: it comes down to not all impressions are created equal. Right. Like I'm going to break down the entire deal. Cause it's not like they just bought the name on the arena. Of course they bought the name on the arena. They bought some promotion. They brought, they, they have association with athletes. They have all these different things. Oh, that all they, the
1: networking. Yeah. Like the Lakers play in my arena and, so, and the Kings. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so let's just say there's 200 sponsorship assets in that naming rights deal. Every single one of them has a different impression and different value proposition on that impression, if that makes sense. So, you know.
0: it's like when you heard that deal come through with the number where you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good deal, or you're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot.
2: I, I felt like it was a lot. Okay. Um, but it doesn't surprise me at the same but time. But all their Bitcoin just keeps
1: going up in <laughs> value, so they can afford it.
2: Because I will say this a lot of times, I and I've seen I've seen crazy deals before where it's just what people will pay for as sure. well too. So like sometimes like you get Broncos
1: in, right now. People <laughs> pay ninety three thousand dollars for a fifty dollar or fifty thousand dollar <laughs> card because yeah. they want one. I mean it it's gotta be the same with everything. Yeah. Right?
2: And and that's that's how it is. So you never know. They could have been in a bidding war with FTX or something, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, with it. So I mean it's it's all in the beholder, you know, of how important that was for crypto to have sure. their name in LA on that stadium, um, on how much they would be willing to pay on those different types of impression valuations. Yeah. But everyone's got to have their, their own way to, to be able to analyze it. And that's why a lot of these agencies and things like that, I mean, we on the sponsor CX side, we have a whole consulting arm as well, too, where we'll if someone wants us to come in and do a full valuation of their property to analyze like what you know, could
1: sell it for, what you could market. Exactly. For. We'll, we'll do That's a whole cool. deep dive.
2: We'll do oh, a whole okay. deep dive and we'll use our, our valuation platform to, to be able to do that for them.
1: Yeah. So yeah. what do you think is the is there any other, like, as far as arenas go, not stadiums, what, where would you rank the crypto.com arena as far as like value, for all the things that you get by owning it. Like as an asset. Maybe Madison Square Garden is above it slightly. Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean it's, it's one of the most iconic. Right, uh, right. You know, it's probably one or two, top three. Right. You know, you just off the top of my diner. head.
1: Plus, yeah, where they painted the root, like it, it, holy crap. They really, really squeezed every drop of marketing out of that. And place.
2: Madison Square Garden is also iconic, right? But
1: that's the thing. Madison Square Garden has the history. Yep. But as far as like, it's kind of, you know, it's old. Yeah. and it's well you never it, even you know. can't really grow, that's the thing like it doesn't even really look like an arena when yeah. you drive by it yeah which is kind of cool it's covered in but it doesn't right get now. near the staple center like like a helicopter flies over staple center it's like boom there's the staple center right
2: yeah and now it has the crypto on it right right and so you walk into the into crypto stadium it's it's not that no cool of a stadium yeah it's kind of old.
1: It's getting a little old. I mean, it's, it's pretty what, old, 20, like 20, something years old. The Concourses
2: old? are really narrow. Right. But Ugh. when you walk into the stadium and they have the lights dimmed around the crowd. Right. And the light is shining right on the court. It's showtime. Right. right. And then they have like this, like foggy mist that kind of goes through the whole, it's just this nostalgia. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's really cool. See, Madison um,
1: Square Garden is dark like that, but that's just because their lighting sucks.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Like I've never understood that. I went yeah. to a hockey game there. I was like, Are they going to turn the
2: lights, lights on, on? At yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. Or
1: I'm like, No, this is as bright as it gets. It was yeah. weird. Yeah,
2: it's it's yeah. So it's a uh, yeah. I would say it's at least top top two, top three as wow. far as you know from. A
0: so, like to name some market, like, like what is does what competition look like? That right, like how many people are bidding on that? Like, use, a, use the staple Center just because we're talking about them. But, I mean, I want to get into smaller stuff. But is it, like, a ton of people that are trying to go after it? Or is it usually just maybe one or two?
2: Uh, it's it's only a finite amount of companies. Only a finite amount of companies that really can afford something like that. It seems. Yeah. So, like, Joe's Crab Shack down the street probably isn't <laughs> going to put their name on, uh, on the building, All the right?
1: franchises come together. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> but, yeah, Joe's, Joe's Crab Shack. A Bam Bam's Barbecue yeah, I uh, actually Stadium,
1: have an AYSO soccer field that I'm bidding on right now, there you go. down in uh, <laughs> right, Salem. There you go. It's not a field yet. but No, I just kidding.
2: But it's usually you'll identify like like categories that you want to look at. So in this case, they probably looked at, hey, crypto's big right now. Let's see if there's any crypto companies that wanna that wanna put their name on it. Can it's we, even better if you can, can. We take advantage of them. Yeah, it's <laughs> you yeah, take advantage of them. No, but it's also finding like new money too. For sure. So it's like, they didn't have a crypto uh, deal before. So they looked at it and said, okay, we need a a new naming rights partner. Where's new money Yeah, that we can get that's not going to like pull from like our current sponsor base. See, that's the other thing, right? And and go get new money.
1: Right. Like starting a little bit of a, you you can't go after old donors or old sponsors because it's like, they're mine. Yeah, you don't yeah, touch them. Yeah. I mean that happens at BYU all the time, right? Yeah. Like you can't get so yeah, new money would make sense because it's just a cleaner, it's cleaner easier deal.
2: I think there's there and it, it is nice from a partner standpoint to look at your partners and go, Hey, is there any that we need to give the opportunity to, right? Because they've been partners for a while. Right. I think that's that's you know the right move to make. And I don't know how crypto.com did it. Um, I wasn't in on any of those negotiations. But I'm aren't sure they
1: with like LeBron too. Like didn't aren't they doing like individual stuff with LeBron James? Yeah. I don't know. Isn't he at crypto dot com yeah? They, they, have do commercials?
2: To do they have to do that outside of the collective bargaining bargaining agreement. So they so crypto would buy the the sponsorship through the team and then they gotta go work with uh Rich Paul, I guess. <laughs> right <laughs> or right. whoever it is, yeah. his marketing agent and and uh and work out that deal separately
1: i mean it kind of makes sense to work with
2: athletes that are in your building yeah oh yeah right 100 percent. yeah
1: interesting yeah god they must have a buttload of
2: extra money to play with like those crypto companies have a lot of money they're they're, all over the place and they're
0: popping up everywhere now they're buying teams and events miami's arenas yeah right Uh uh-huh so so on a on a more local level if you will i mean i guess a question most of the companies that sponsor CX works with, is it, are they like more local, smaller companies or are you still working with kind of bigger brands with bigger budgets?
2: Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of transition and tell you about what sponsor CX does. So I t- we have a consulting arm, okay. you know, the company, but that's not necessarily our focus. Our focus is the software. So we work, our current platform that we have today is what we call our property product, which we will, um, a lot of our customers are in the you know either sports properties um, nonprofits the arts um, events or um, in any organization that's really selling sponsorships and they need a man they need a, a, a software platform to manage their sponsorships end to end so basically a CRM yeah. for sponsorship okay and so um, we're, we're I mean we work with like megaplex theaters we work with we work with them. We just signed on um, uh, or Health Center Theater here locally. So there's an arts, there's kind of an entertainment piece, but we also work with like the Clemson Tigers, right? Um, and uh, they they use our platform to manage all their sponsorships um, okay. there as well too. So um, so it's it's across the it's across the board, you know, from a sports team all the way down to a nonprofit. We have an organization in Denver called the International. Uh, association of the study of lung cancer that uses our platform really as well too. Like, so here we have, you know, Clemson and the lung cancer association, right? So it's like, Is
1: that big tobacco that's funding that? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pfizer, (laughs) Pfizer's big sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) AstraZeneca. So, so that's, that's the cool thing about our platform. So we're working with, we're working with what we call properties that sell sponsorships um, at different levels, you know? So, we have, uh, in fact, we just we just did a deal with uh, the Hall of Fame Village in Canton, Ohio, as well oh, yeah. too. Yeah, so they're using our platform. They're, they've got a water park as part of the Hall of Fame there, and a football stadium and a bowl game that's going to be held there and stuff. And so, it's awesome. Yeah, they're they're using it as well. So it's pretty fun to like work with so many different organizations to help them, you know, grow their spo- their sponsorship portfolio.
1: So this is kind of interesting. So backing up, so you're selling sponsorships with the jazz. Yep. Yeah. And then you go to mountain America credit union after that.
2: No, I went to, I went to, that's where oh, I no, went to BYU. BYU. That's right. Yeah. You went so to BYU. So I, so I, when doing I was doing the same thing, yeah. So when I was with, with the jazz, I, uh, you know, I then, then ended up, you know, coming down to BYU and that's where we met camp. Yes, we did.
1: <laughs> it was a special day, it was A special moment. Yeah.
2: Forks and knives. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh and so I sold sponsorships at, at BYU for a good 7 years there. Right. As, you know, I the, was the director of sales there for for a while and uh What was the
1: big difference between the Jazz and BYU like selling sponsorships or was it pretty similar? Pro level to college level? You
2: know, it's pretty similar. Right. It's pretty similar. Um I think there's there's more um you know, when you're with the Jazz, like everyone's a fan of the Jazz, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So most people.
2: But when you I'm get just, down to I'm like your home for BYU, I mean business owners should be fans of just like customers, right? Yes. So, but sometimes that gets in the way of affinity sometimes. So right. if they're a you if they're a you person, sometimes that made it a little bit harder right. to sell a sponsorship, you know, to maybe someone who's who's oh, a people university. Are silly. Dumping, but
1: But I do but get the, it. I get you that. would never do a Utah. You know, I would I would if I was down there. Like if I had a store up in Salt Lake, I would totally get behind Utah. Yeah, yeah. You but sh- you should. Not like, down here. Yeah. And I mean everyone I'd still wear my BYU hat every yeah. time I was in there. Like people would people know I'm a BYU guy, but I, like it's a business, right? Yeah.
2: Like Well, and it's not that everybody's like that, but that does happen.
1: Totally. Right? And I can see that. But you're right. Like if this was my only store and Utah offered me some awesome, you know, deal, it'd be like I don't know if I should do that.
0: I would get it. Like if I'm a business owner down here and he's coming and pitch me and I went to the U, I'd be
1: like, No thanks. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you gotta so you gotta some, stick with your brand. Some
2: some and it seems like the ones that are part of like bigger organizations see past first sure. red and blue. But it's the smaller ones uh-huh. that I think that get a little bit more. Like if it's a Utah County business, they're they're not going to meddle very right. much in the in the Utah side. Vice versa, uh, totally. if it's in Salt Lake, they're not going to really meddle in the in the BYU stuff. Even though they might have a ton of money and they got billboards all up and down I fifteen, yeah, they may not still come down and do the BYU thing, right, right, right. So I get that. So that that's probably the the, the biggest difference. But it's not any different than selling for for, for the jazz. Is you know, there, is
1: there a certain industry or industries that, cause it like when you, when you said you were working for the jazz, kind of sounded like it was free for all, like go out and find sponsors. Like, is oh, yeah. there ever any like focus on this industry or that restaurant so, or yeah. clothing or
2: if know. we had industries that we didn't have a lot of money coming into, then we would focus on those. Right. We could, we actually got best practices from the NBA on what other teams were doing and how much money they were doing in certain categories. So we would look at it and go, gosh, the Oklahoma city thunder are doing really well in this and the quick service restaurant side. But like, we only have two, like, right.
0: is there like a, like a go-to industry? Like these guys are always going to give us money.
2: Financial institutions. <laughs> yeah. But Why is that? Cause they got Just so much bloody, bloody the money. money. They have the money. Number one, it's also super competitive. Okay. It's an yeah. ego
0: thing. They want their names on the buildings. Yeah. They want their names up
2: there. Financial institution. Um, also, the Coke Pepsi battle is a big. Oh one. yeah. But that's always going to be there with so, that. So man,
1: so the financial institution, you could totally pit them against each other. Like, oh, is that? Uh, well, Wells Fargo gave me ten million this year. Uh, um,
2: no, listen, I I have <laughs> sat through some some uh, uh, working on the Mountain America side. Sat through some some. Interesting exclusivity discussions, right? right? You know, I mean, it's.
1: I've had some of those just in my little. Yeah, world.
2: I know, and it's it gets intense. It, gets it super does. Intense. Yeah. So actually,
0: on that note, because you were saying like you helped Mountain America become the exclusive credit union for BYU, yeah, right, yeah, or something like yep, that. Uh-huh, yeah. So does that have any? Does that have any? I don't know the right word is impact or control over the ads they show like between a basketball game. So like they can't yeah. show like the Deseret First Credit Union ads in between a basketball game now. Totally. Like is that uh, part? Is that part of the deal? Yeah, yeah that's like part that of the deal. contract.
2: Yeah, so so the only the only wiggle, the only caveat would be if it's an ESPN controlled game, right? You right. know, on on there. So if it's BYU controlled assets, it's exclusivity. Oh, okay. So like BYU TV, uh-huh. any of those, any of those, anything in stadium that you see, it's only going to be the only credit union you're you're going to see there is Mountain America Credit Union.
0: Okay. Yeah. So does the competition? go hard on like the national games and to make sure their name is still there
2: i'm sure they do yeah i'm sure they do like Especially wherever do the they big get swing and dicks with the financial institutions right well go we did ESPN immediately <laughs> well if we were you know if mountain america was was locked out of something then that's that, what you would that's, go, right? that's what that's what we would do
0: yeah
1: well yeah. there's people during the game that's all they're doing is taking those phone calls yeah like nike nike has a person on every game watching the sidelines like a hawk if somebody's down on the sidelines, even if they're not with the team, and you can see Adidas shoes, they will they will make you stand in a place where you can't see them, or make you go change shoes. Oh, really? It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It's crazy. As long as it's within the confines of the contract. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, There's that. Was it like the Olympic team?
0: I think they had like a Nike oh, yeah, sponsorship, yeah. and they had to put all the players
1: that had different shoes. Yep. They had to hide. Yeah. All their stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, it is big bucks. I mean, I I get I mean, it. You're paying for it. You, you are paying for it. So it, so it, What's cool about Mountain America is you went from you went from selling to being the customer almost, right? Yeah. So I. So so you, I you moved I there. Saw and, both sides of it.
2: Yeah. So I spent you know over a decade on the sponsorship sales side, and then Mountain America was one of my one of my partners. Clients, right. Yeah. And so I had a great relationship with them, and they at BYU at BYU right. when I was at BYU, and they said, hey, we're actually looking to grow. And we in the sponsorship area, would you be interested in coming over as our VP of sponsorship? And we had a really good discussion. Sharon Cook, there, the CMO, she's a really great friend of mine. She's amazing. And and Marshall Papke at the time, he was the EVP there. Um, He's since moved on, but but they they uh, they they brought me in. And and Mountain America was three point six billion in assets at the time. That was in two thousand fourteen. Right. And uh, by the time I left, I don't know where they're at today. They're growing like crazy. But oh my gosh, I, they're so everywhere. Mountain America is probably pushing, you know, fifteen billion in assets now. You know, so it's been it was fun to see the 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 uh, the growth of the company. Yeah,
1: they've really embraced. I mean, nil. They've they've embraced sponsors. I mean, they're they are all over the place. I feel like yeah. the oh, last yeah. few years. Yeah, they have you to thank for that, probably. Huh? Yeah, well, no big deal.
2: Appreciate that. So.
1: So what was the biggest difference? I mean, I'm sure that was kind of fun for you to be like, you knew all the tricks that the people are going to use. Yeah. When somebody called and said, Hey, yeah. you interested in sponsoring something? You're like, I got this.
2: I got this. Yeah. No. <laughs> so what was different? Yeah. About it? And no, did you it was like fun.
1: that side better or the sales side better?
2: I mean, both sides have, have fun elements to them. Right? right. Um, you know, at the, being at the games and stuff like that, that's, that's fun. Like when you're working for these teams. Right. When you also are married with four kids and you have to be at all the games, it's right. And, and it's funny saying it out loud you have to be at all the games. Like, but well, you do. When I There's started at the Jazz, hours. I was single, right? And that was awesome. But you get married and then you have four kids later, it starts to become aware on you a little bit when you have to be at 43 home games and you're it not, wasn't and, aware and you're you. working and you're working, it was aware
1: on your wife and yeah. your children.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> you were so,
1: at a football game. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm I just reminded you of
2: that. And I, you know, I I just got to the point where it was like, gosh, this this could be really great. Now I could go when I need to be able to go right. and not necessarily like you have to be there that all the way till nice. midnight, you know. So
1: and so and, the- and I should take that back. It's not like you had to be you were smoozing the whole like that's a tough job because you're down there like yeah, you're on the field and you're watching, but yeah. usually it's with a partner. Yeah. And maybe one of their punk kids. Or, and you've got to just be happy to be there. Yes,
2: I mean that. It is a lot of pressure and it is a lot of work. Well, it, t- it t- you're working, right? You I work. mean, even Absolutely. though you're at the game, you're working, and it is fun. But it is it can it can take a toll on you as well. Um, but being on the brand side, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. So I was working with you know the Jazz, the Suns, the Coyotes. You know, the I threw in some hockey there for you. The I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, Boise State, BYU. Um, and, uh, you know, but then also like hail center theater, the mountain America expo center, you know, the jazz and some of those. And so it was, it was, uh, it was fun to be able to kind of look, looking at working with like the humane society of Utah, but then also working with, you know the Phoenix Suns, right? right? And and everything in between. It was it was pretty pretty fun.
0: What was your Be biggest able... sponsorship check you cut at Mountain America?
2: Uh, they'll kill me if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know I said that. Can you say who it was? With? I still do consulting work for Mountain America, so I can't. I, I'm under NDAs on that. <laughs> can you say who? Can you say who the
1: biggest your biggest partner is without saying a dollar amount? No, or I would where say, you put the most money.
2: I would say that the professional sports right. and the collegiate sports. Are, the, are some of the biggest, right. you know, um, partnerships yeah. that they have there. Especially when you go exclusive. For sure. Because that comes with a pretty hefty tag yes, on it. it. But, you know, you know, I've been able to kind of outline if you go exclusive in these. You, know, you, you
0: get what you pay for, right?
2: You get what you pay for, like even the same assets that you have and you're the only player in your industry in there. I mean, you can get a 4X to 5X value. Yeah, in that because you're just getting rid of all the clutter and the focus. You can also do that
1: with patents. I found out a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, yeah. Don't get me started.
0: So I do have a question though, because sports redirects. Sports
1: Redirect. in general are
0: getting more crowded. Like even basketball, they're one of the last. You know, they now have a patch on the jersey that's a sponsorship patch. Yeah. Now on the floor, they have four spots that's constantly changing. Right before, like it was virtual ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so. Like everything is becoming more NASCAR style, where there's so many brands.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, like- I'll I'll, <clears throat> I'll share a little bit insight on this. Like, um, you know, Mountain America used to have the the floor logos, like uh-huh. under the benches, if you remember. Yeah. With, with that, they're not there there anymore. Uh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, but there's, uh, you know, there's the virtual logos on there, and that was one of the things that I had a discussion with them on was. You know, with the virtual logos, I actually really liked the floor apron logos. Those were awesome. Yeah. You know, from a TV standpoint, media uh-huh. standpoint, and a branding standpoint, they were great. But when you start throwing a bunch of other logos on the floor, from a TV value, it just becomes more cluttered. Yeah.
1: Waters it down. And
2: and so, as a brand, I'm speaking as a brand. Totally. Like as that a, that devalues that devalues the sure. the, the asset because the more that you can make an asset more exclusive, like it just stands out. Yeah the more valuable it becomes. Yeah. But if you start putting a lot of other like logos and brands around it, then it's like, it's still valuable, but not as valuable yeah. as it would be.
0: I know it's, it's so interesting. I mean, do you think where we're going, it's just going to continue to get more and more crowded? Let me show you just, hockey. just because let me show you hockey in Europe. They want to pay
1: more money. Soccer hockey. Look, no, look at this. Yeah. That's what a professional hockey player in Europe looks like. Yeah. Look at all that brand. Like its jersey pants socks helmet like the nhl just sold helmets this year finally for the first time ever yeah so every team has you know a sticker on their helmet but i mean like you said like what brand sticks out to you right there like there's just too many to even notice
2: one yeah it becomes it, it just becomes it becomes too too much now to answer your question i think the industry is trying to go a little bit more exclusive in categories Okay. Which which brings down the amount of sponsors that you have, but they're paying more money. Got it. And you're able to scale that a little bit better. Now, the smaller properties like your minor league baseballs, they they have to kind of do as what can, as you can right, get, What Cam right. just showed, they kind of have to because they're just, they got to bring in as much money as they can because yeah. they'll, they'll sell anything. Yeah. You right. You know? Um, well, it's
0: kind of like even like billboards. You have the stationary ones and now you have the electronic ones that are going to flip through, yep. you know, so many different ads because they can get smaller dollar amounts but for more people so it's more profitable to the owner of that asset
2: and and i think it just comes down to the property these big big five sports teams like they you know and the collegiate you know space as well i think they can they have more of the flexibility to be able to do a lot of the exclusive deals um and i think brands have a little bit more appetite to do them now um collegiate sponsorships you know and and professional sponsorships have come a long way in 15 years like yeah. like there' there's millions and millions and millions of dollars going through uh through all these these teams but you know you have your you have your smaller properties where they they have assets they have all this inventory but they're willing to sell really wh- wherever and wh- and whenever whereas the big five teams they're a little bit more picky about where they can do this right. or do that.
1: Yeah. stay on brand a little bit too.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So when you're
1: at Mountain America, how often did you, was it you guys had your meetings, you knew what you wanted to target and you went after it? Or were there times where somebody approached you, they got a meeting and you're like, maybe this will work.
2: You know, I, I think a lot of it was, it was a little bit of both. Right. You know, sometimes we'd get, get a call in. And it's like, Hey, that's super interesting. Um, but I think, I, I think the majority of the time, I was out looking. I, would right. be, I w- I'd be like, this would be an interesting place to be at, and then I would I would kind of search it out from there. And what what's um, the
1: hope? Of, like, what's the conversion? I mean, we're looking for new customers.
2: Yeah, because with credit unions, can any
1: I mean, I know credit unions can be a little bit more like restrictive on who is a member.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, exactly.
1: But Mountain America. So what what is that exclusivity with them? I mean, do you have to be a uh, just a Utah resident or a resident in one of the states they operate in.
2: Yeah, in fact, Mountain America you is a SEG a based charter, so so you uh, it's it's fairly easy right now to to become a member, just because how the how it works is um, Mountain America has a team, their SEG development team that will go to corporations or organizations and have them what sign what's called a SEG letter, which basically says. Let's use Vivint, for example. Like Vivint right. signs a seg letter for Mountain America that says, we allow our employees to become eligible for membership with Mountain America because we're not starting our own credit union. And so then they sign that and it goes to the NCUA, the governing you know body of the credit unions, right? And then, then it gets approved. And then every employee that works for Vivint now is qualified to be able to to become a member.
1: And what's of, the difference between – a credit a credit union and a bank. Like why would somebody choose a credit union over a bank?
2: For profit versus a not for profit. Okay. So this this what we just talked about there, you know, kind of classifies it to like a not for profit status. Like you right. have to qualify, you gotcha. know, for for the membership whereas a bank anyone Anybody they're, they're a customer, up. they can actually they, they can actually walk in like a member, you're a, you're a member of the credit union because it's a co-op of money. Gotcha. That comes in whereas banks have a have, they can stock. Kind of do they whatever have stock. They have right. stock. They have stock and all that. There's no stock in in a credit union. Interesting. It's all it's all co op.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So I mean that would probably determine where you were aiming, obviously where you were aiming your advertising dollars, right?
2: Yeah. So areas of growth that we we felt like they were looking at, you know, Arizona was a big place, so we, we looked at it, you know, Arizona.
1: Um, Coyotes get at least twenty six hundred people to their games. All year all year <laughs> yeah, yeah. now they're going to be playing in a college stadium for the next three years Exactly. five thousand people but yeah oh that's really hey,
0: interesting i had a Was it Roanoke, ronick ronick really? yeah i had a coyote ronick
1: jersey are you serious uh-huh
2: uh, hey so, fyi the the uh the coyotes are going to be playing in the mountain america iceplex by the way wait, that is a mountain america building
1: really yeah, yeah. the asu one mm-hmm. yeah no way look it up so my buddy's the, it. my my buddy is the equipment manager for ASU. Oh, for nice. their hockey team. Yeah, yeah. So he's all excited. But it's like how I was trying to get the Coyotes to come up here for three years. I was like, come play up here in Vivint. Yeah, that'd be yeah. sweet. Yeah. But yeah, those are going to be expensive tickets to go to an NHL game in a stadium that's only five thousand. Five thousand seats. Yeah, that'd be 5, pretty cool. Seats, yeah. I didn't know that was Mountain America. Yeah. Yep. It's a sweet exactly. little building.
2: Yeah. Wow. It's not even done yet.
1: I know, I know. It's it's getting there. Yeah, it's
2: almost there. It's beautiful building. Very
1: interesting. Okay, so so you're handling all these sponsorships, and one day you just have the bright idea like I've got to figure out a way to manage all this.
2: So in 2017 is when I you know started the company. I kind of went back and forth because So you started while you were at at Mountain Mountain America. America. So I'm looking at it and I'm working with, you know, all these different properties from sports down to nonprofits and everything in between. I'm looking at, it, I'm going, man, like there's gotta be a better way for us to manage this all because all doing of them, like an ex- spreadsheet, I'm off of tons of spreadsheets and I'm off of, I'm some don't even have that. Some are just taking notes on like the things that need to be done. I'm like, how am I going to be able to make sure that all this gets done? I'm working with like 60 different organizations, right. you know, and I'm, I'm looking at it going, geez, what, there's just gotta be better way. So I, my first version of the software was <clears throat> was post-contract because that's where I f- saw the need. I was like, once the contract's signed,
1: like, we, we just
2: it. need a place that both the sponsor and the property can collaborate on proof of performance, artwork approvals, task management, be able to do that. And I built that out. I, I decided to, to invest my own money. I went overseas, had it built. Wow. And how'd
1: you know who to work with overseas?
2: I. I, I I had no idea. I, I was super connected in the sponsorship space, but software development, I did not. But the not, nerdery? I had nothing. didn't know
1: anybody in the nerdery?
2: No. I, I actually worked with a company called BitBuild here locally that that helped me go overseas with it. I got introduced to him by a friend of mine in the tech space. And so they helped me kind of get my beta version of it. And I had five, five beta users. Two of them liked it enough they paid me for it. Three of them said, hey, we like this, but we need like the full like CRM management of this and then have it plug into the fulfillment piece. So then I ended up meeting my, my, um, my now CTO and co-founder Creed Mangrum. He's an MIT guy. Um, again, I had to use my own connections to be able to, to get a meeting with him. And, uh, we ended up meeting and he said, Hey, I'll partner with you on this. But one thing we got to like throw away your beta and we're going to start it over.
1: Interesting,
2: and I'm like, oh man, kicking just, the
1: balls a little bit.
2: Yeah, so it's
1: like I thought. I thought I, was I know doing it's so like I just, threw, I just threw thirty thousand dollars away. People, oh yeah, that's. But I mean,
2: but it was learning. It wasn't throwing it, it away. It I was, learned a lot right through that. So it was an investment to learn. And so then, then uh, he he and I worked together to architect the new the, our current platform today, and uh, yeah, and then it's just been been great. So we over time, we just kind of iterated it and and got it to where it is and we had such a great year the last, you know, year and a half on bringing on new customers that we raised around a capital and in in, uh, in October, wow. Jeff <clears throat> Jeff Birmingham and the and the guys at Peak mm-hmm. came in on it. Um if you guys know no Jeff, great great guy. Awesome. I think it's his birthday today actually. Happy birthday, From Jeff. W- <laughs> when we're recording this uh, this episode, and then, uh, and then also Todd Peterson, Alex Dunn. Um, it's also Todd Peterson. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah,
1: I love Todd Peterson. Good dude. That's cool.
2: Yeah. And then Randy Garn. If you guys know Randy. Oh so, yeah. Really? So it was a. It's a, a, a. You know, six six individual angel round, and we're planning to raise another another round here coming up uh, fairly soon. But um, but yeah, it's been a great group. So once I raised, we raised that round in in October. I I stepped away from Mountain America and. Have gone full time on it. And is your just, partner full time too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a we got four full time staff, and then we have some contractors working yeah. for us. And we just continue to grow the team. We're actually growing our development team right now. So and uh, it's what, been fun.
1: What's interesting about this is you were the man in charge of Mountain America to decide to use something like this, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. you kind of had this perfect way of like. Proving the concept. Well, you knew exactly what you would, and need nobody and how can. It would you work. didn't really have to, yeah, and you didn't really have to ask anybody. Like, hey, I've got the software I want to try out with our customers. Just like yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna put it in myself since I'm the boss, yeah. sucker.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, I mean, it's that's actually, pretty awesome. It's kind of it's it's interesting. So like we because we, we have a brand product that we're gonna release here, you know, in in the next like six months, but. <clears throat> Mountain America, you know, sponsors some of these, you know, these properties that are, that were using it. So they were inviting some of my team members as they were using it to to collaborate in it. But it was it was interesting. I actually I actually had uh, you know Sharon actually like brought brought me into her office one day and was like, <laughs> and she knew about the software. Right. Like we we have a really great relationship. We t- we talked about like
1: Sharon, you don't have to pay for it.
2: You I know, should be thanking I me. Know, I know. And she's like, hey, you know, I mean. Cause I was starting to promote it on LinkedIn a little bit more of Uh-oh. like here you know and so and so she, there's like okay we gotta be we gotta be a little bit like you know sensitive to it so it was kind of interesting like we had to have this conversation of like listen like I've got I'm I'm growing this I'm growing this company I don't want to leave today so don't make me leave today and she didn't she was well, it's like it's not
1: like they really challenge each other no I they mean, don't they does don't it, doesn't that they, only. I totally would look at it like, hey, like, we just get to benefit from it. She did. Okay, she cool. did, a
2: hundred percent. And so
1: I can't wait to get her on the podcast now. <laughs> it was like, she, she's side. like, Oh my I'm gosh,
2: what's going on? No, but she she was super supportive. Um she just wanted me to be like a little bit careful, right. you know, on how how to do that. But it was a good healthy conversation. But we she wanted me to 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 stay around, obviously, but she knew that I was growing a company, you know, that was Starting to become successful, and and uh, so when I ended up telling her I was leaving, she was it didn't didn't surprise her, and right. she was super happy for me too. Which Did was she make nice.
1: you sign that document that got her like fifty percent off for life? Well, on the, on the software once it was. Developed? No, I
2: will say Mountain America is a they they're a they're a partner of ours. So right. like we do consulting for Mountain America. Still. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you give them a
1: discount. Of course, (laughs) you're such a liar.
2: (laughs) He knows they don't need
1: a discount. (laughs) He knows the budget for people that need them. (laughs) He knows the budgets. He knows
0: exactly how much money he
2: can charge. (laughs) Oh, that is hilarious. He knows where
0: to go before you have to ask for higher up (laughs) permission.
2: that's Right. But Mountain America all their
0: phone numbers, huh?
2: (laughs) But Mountain America has been been great. They were a great blessing to me. They're awesome, great people, Sterling. Nathan, Chad, Sharon, they're all they're all awesome. Love love working with those guys. So they're
1: not using the software, but they are using you as a consultant.
2: Yeah, when we have our brand product out, my, I mean my hope when it is it actually launches. Yeah, we'll, well, when we launch that, they'll I'm I'm sure they'll they'll be they'll be on. But uh but yeah, that that'll be a really that'll be a really fun fun software. What a great story. Me. See, it's funny
1: cuz I think people have this we kind of have this idea that everything's been done already. You know what I mean? Because there's just so much stuff. But I mean, this was 2017. This was five years ago is all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, sponsorship's been around. Sponsorship's been around
1: forever. forever. Yeah. And so like you've seen both sides of it and you are not a computer wizard, right? But you're great with people. You're a salesperson. You knew, I know how to use a li- knives
2: really well. Yeah. And,
1: yes. Even the plastic ones. Yeah. And, but I mean, networking is kind of everything, right? So, I mean, you, yeah. you had the right friends, the right relationships. You were able to Surround yourself with just MIT-educated people. No big deal.
2: No, I mean, I mean, Creed has been unbelievable. But I mean, you took yeah. the initiative.
1: It's like, hey, the, and my job currently, I need something like this. Yeah, and you just and you did it, and you spent and you invested on yourself, thirty k, which you know we joke that you lost all that because you had to start over. But in, yeah. in reality, you, you didn't at all. It yeah. was totally an investment. Yeah, and so you had to have something to know if it was bad, like yeah. or no. There's a better way of doing this. Totally. But that was still
2: this. Yeah. And and, so, and and Creed has been the perfect partner for me cuz he
1: sounds like, like an MIT guy, you know, Creed. Creed.
2: Creed. You're either yeah, fact, a
1: think, boxer or you're a genius. Or a with that name?
2: We met we met for lunch. <laughs> we met for lunch the first time and Creed started playing on the uh, on the laptop like this has got to be destiny. <laughs>
1: So yeah, Scott Stapp, if you're listening,
2: but he's been uh, he's he's been great, and um, because it's this compliment of like me having the vision to be able to kind of outline how it should be, being in the industry, and him having the the deep software you know knowledge, but yet he played four years of baseball at MIT. They have a baseball team at MIT. What?
0: Yeah, they use analytics for sure.
2: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: That's where Moneyball came from.
1: totally.
2: And he, and, and so he like gets it. He's like, he's not just a software guy. Like he, like he gets like the, he gets what we do. He's like a CPA with
0: a personality.
2: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Probably sees the matrix. (laughs) And so, so it makes it nice. And I will say this too, like from, from like, like Jeff Burningham, for example, like I didn't know him. I got introduced to him by Jeff Rust. Right. Um, As you guys, you guys know. Yeah. Used to be. Yeah. Now trust. Yeah. And he introduced me to him, and, and when Jeff Burningham and I met for the first time, like we just had a really great discussion a, a, about the the platform and the business, and and I can't, I mean, I can't thank Jeff, Jeff enough for believing. Jeff
1: been the, in, man. the pro- in the product. It's funny, I just texted him yesterday about coming on the show. I've been texting him. Have you really? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's why he didn't respond to me. He Usually responds to me pretty quick.
2: Yeah, he's got a couple podcasts, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, I talk I bump into him. He is everywhere, okay? He's awesome. He's the sweetest guy,
0: him, too. So he's, uh, like, really good friends with Fidel. So Fidel put me in touch with him. Oh, nice. He's like, yeah, whenever you want. So I was,
1: I was waiting. I used to be a C4 member. Oh. That's how I know him.
2: Well, I have lunch <laughs> with him tomorrow, so oh, I'll really? let you guys know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remind <him. laughs> I'll, I'll remind so
1: him. Go on nitty-gritty.
2: About it. But he's, yeah, he's, like, he like to have someone, like, belie- believe in you and, like, basically believing you enough to like invest dollars in your company is a big deal. For sure. It's a big a big deal. And so he's been I can call him at any time. He gives and same with Randy and the rest of the group. Like they're always really good at, at responding back if I'm wanting to strategize about this or that. It's it's been been awesome. So yeah, cool.
1: have you noticed some industries like what are you guys ta- I mean, obviously you want as many customers as possible, but are there some industries that just, just works better for like sports or like your, your software, does it work better for others than some?
2: I mean, really it's customizable to any, I mean, lung cancer and
1: that's true, you know,
2: and Clemson tigers, right? You know, it's like, I would
1: rather be the rep for the Clemson tigers though. That's more fun to me.
2: Yeah, exactly. And lung cancer. But, but it's 70% of sponsorships are made up in sports. So, you know, so we're going to have most of our, our customer base is, is on the sports and entertainment mm-hmm. side, but then you start to dabble in like the arts and events and, uh, yeah, nonprofits as well. Wow. too. So,
1: see, man, you gotta, you yeah. gotta know how to be, I mean, you gotta, you're gonna be walking into a lot of different types of rooms and a lot of different type of people. Oh yeah. So I'm sure sitting down with a board of a big theater company and then sitting down with a bunch of sports dudes.
2: They're different. Very different. And they have, they speak different language on certain things. They want
1: different things out of it.
2: Yep. Interesting.
1: What a ride, man.
2: Yeah. It's been, so it's been, it's been fun. You know, it's it's interesting
1: because you can just start an industry and just think that you're going to be, you know, you're just selling sponsorships, right? Yeah. But who would have ever thought that it just, if you love something, it could go, you can go as far with it as you want.
2: Well, and whatever you're good at and like whatever your career path is, you just constantly have to be asking the question: Is like, how can we be better? For sure. How can we be better? Whether it's software or anything else, like, how right. can we make this better? And I think if you're always asking questions, just like in in your businesses, it's like you always just ask your question: Like, how can we make this better? How can we make it better? Right. You'll start to innovate.
1: One hundred percent. And
2: and that's that's the that's the difference.
1: I would say in a lot of places, it is software probably now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably get 37 messages a day from somebody that has the new restaurant software. Oh, man. It's just so many of them. So I just don't answer any of them.
2: <laughs> like somebody needs to come
1: in and do something like really cool to get You know what attention. they
2: got to do to get to you? They literally got to walk in and like yeah. do a dog and pony show, and you're like, oh, man, that's awesome.
1: Totally. You just separate your good luck yourself. even doing that because like, there's so many people that still walk in, too, but it's like you just got to get creative. Yeah. doesn't mean that you can't sell it. You just you got to figure out a way to. It's a it's a very watered down or crowded What if they market. bought
2: you lunch at your own restaurant?
1: Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> Take me somewhere else. I'm sick of this food. Take, uh, I don't want to like, you can't buy me lunch of food that I cooked. Exactly. That would be <laughs> weird. But bring me a bunch of sushi or something.
2: There you go. Like yeah. from
1: a good place. Yeah. Like Tsunami, maybe Happy Sumo, you know, if they didn't want to drive to Tsunami. Right, all, those,
2: all those restaurant software tech guys, this, this that's is right. your, inside there you it. your insight. There you go.
1: There's your insight. I love and it. maybe tickets, you know, to the Jazz front row, or
2: Happy Augusta, big deal. or Augusta,
1: or Augusta. But see, you can't use Augusta because I already got Augusta.
2: That's true. A different course. So yeah, you got to. What's your other course? You like to, to pe- go.
1: take me to play Pebble
2: Pebble Beach.
1: I did get to play there once, but I sucked so bad that I really, really need to do it again.
2: Pebble Beach.
1: That place was amazing. You and I just need to do that next year. Just do a little family trip. We're brother-in-laws. I don't yeah, know. If yeah, yeah. do
2: that. But. yeah.
1: Well, that's cool. And you're. Pre- <laughs> that's, I'm excited to watch what happens with this. Cause you are, you're going to meet some well, amazing just the beginning. people. Yeah. It's just the beginning. Like you're going to have some really fun experiences. You're going to be on sidelines where you don't have to work. Yeah. You're going to be courted.
2: Thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a ton of fun. Like it's, and it's more fun to like show people the platform right. and have them go, Oh my gosh, I need this. Like that's <laughs> fun for me. So are there things you're going to sponsor as sponsor CX to get your name out there? it's at some point we have done some sponsorships. We, we sponsored the national sports forum down in Austin, Texas this last year and, or a couple months ago. And, uh, yeah, it was really good. Like we, we got a lot of exposure from a lot of the big five sports teams there, which has caused a lot of uh, really good discussions to happen. We've, we've sponsored, uh, a few, uh, yeah, just different conferences and things like that. But yeah, one day we'll get there where we I was can, gonna put, our, say, we can put our big pants, big boy pants on, and actually. <laughs> your metrics, take we're not going to be crypto.com uh, uh, right? Soft- hey, you never soft- know. Arena in LA, but does um,
0: your software take into account like social media and influencers and like that reach on the sponsorship yeah, side? It definitely can. Okay, interesting.
2: Yeah, it definitely can.
1: So, what about NIL? What do you think about all that? So that's the name, image, likeness for kids in the NCAA. Yeah. Is there value in that? Do you think it's going to go away?
2: I think it's, I think it's here to stay. I think it's, um, I just think there needs to be some more regulation a little around it. It's too, it's too it's wild, wild, uh, wild, wild west. Wild right west. Um,
1: I feel like it's basically just people like paying to be friends with the, the athletes they
2: like. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: Cause I, I just don't see the upside. Like there's nobody that I've really seen on like BYU football, for example. Yeah. Like, I've had quite a few of the athletes at BYU reach out to me, and it's like, yeah, I totally want to work with them. We're going to do something with the offensive line this year. Yeah. That'll be fun. But, like, none of them really do very good with social media. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really know they how to do that.
2: They li- need a little bit more coaching they and, need some and training. need training. They, they training. need training.
1: But the other thing that scares me the most are I'm not joking. I get t- twice a week some new, like, agent. In quotations, yeah. Like some new like word, and a- an, 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 yeah, agent. we've got some athletes now, and I'm like, well, what? And they just like w- work in some office that has nothing to do with sports whatsoever. But they represent. So that's the other thing. Like I, I told myself I won't work with any athlete that has like you, an I, agency.
2: Yeah, I mean we we did a at Mountain America. We did a uh, we worked. Direct with the athletes, right? It was with uh, Shaylee and right. and Alex. Yep, I saw that. See, yeah, Alex is on one that reached out to me, and I just, yeah,
1: I just couldn't think of anything to do. I was like, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't you don't know. do
2: it just to do it. You got right. to have. You have to have a marketing plan. Totally. To it. Like
1: it, I love Alex. I would love to do it. Like with like,
2: us, like like at Mountain America, we had we were rolling out these exclusive BYU debit debit right. uh, uh, debit cards, right. and credit cards, and so. Like to be able to tie in these personalities and be able to show off these cards. And do a and how, commercial how we use the card and all that. Like right. that that made sense for us to be able to tie that in instead of having just like a generic actor or actress. <laughs> right. Like Could've we got Lisa Yeah. We yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we we get some iconic. Like I mean, Shaylee and Alex are like the two best players on the men's and women's teams. Right. So true. So you know that's, that's you just the have direction to have, we You want. just have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. Is there? You don't do it just to do it. You right. do it and with I think a lot intent. of people
1: are. Yeah. And and that's cool if you want to do it, but I'm just like I I, I don't Yeah. I suck at social media as it is. I don't know well, what to ask for. I don't know. And
2: that's sponsorship in general? Right. Don't do sponsorship unless you actually have a plan. Right. To actually do it.
1: See, and for me, it's funny, my sponsorship with BYU, it's always just been about people getting food. That's why half of it is trade because I know people are going to eat it at events, and yeah. that's the one that helps me yeah. the most. Yeah. So I guess that's a plan, but outside of that, I'm like, I don't really know what to do with it. Well, and I'll
2: I'll leave it on this. When you outline a a sponsorship partnership, there's, there's a few things that you need to make sure that are in the deal. Like big brand, making sure that your brand is known. Right. Um, you've got to make sure that there's some sort of media in there, whether it is social media or TV or radio, like, like having something in there is super important because that's where you can get mass reach out that, that way, you know? the other actionable marketing elements in that sponsorship. So like being able to track, like in your case, how many people have eaten that, that food and and what, and if, if you're handing out like the coupons and stuff, like you can track how much is coming back and say, that's
1: what we do with tickets. Right.
2: Yep. So that's an actionable marketing asset to where you can go. I may not be able to track my big brand asset, but I can track like how many coming coming in from there. Right. And then there's business development, like with tickets, Right. You know, to be able to like, like maybe there's maybe you're bringing the Traeger, Traeger grill guys, you know, with you or whoever it is, Right. you know, with you to, to the game or something, be able to, to, to build relationships there. But, um, but I think those are, those are some key elements that you have to, they have to really look at. And I think the last one would be community, like finding some sort of a community give back. Cause, the more that you give back to the community, it'll come back. It'll come back 10, 10 And so if you're looked upon as an organization, that's not just me, 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 but how right. can I help, you know, kids have coats or provide shoes for your children or right. help cancer research or whatever it may be like that goes a really long way in people's minds and their affinity with a brand wow. as well. But Jeez, those that was are good people.
1: advice for all of us. Yeah, that was really good. So, well, thanks so, for sharing that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is awesome. That was Great. so Great story.
1: I'm excited to watch you. So, do you have social yeah. media? How do how do people pay attention to you?
2: Yeah, so you can follow me, follow me on LinkedIn. That's yeah. probably the best. He's professional. Um, yeah, Jason Smith. <laughs> LinkedIn. I do. I do have a, a Instagram account. It's more more personal, but it's BYU Jason. I think is my from oh, okay. uh, my back in my right. BYU days. I that's probably right. need to change it up. No,
1: but, you don't. But, Just uh, leave it.
2: But that's my that's my Instagram. But uh um yeah, I also have a, a, a podcast as well. Sponsor talk. So. Sponsor talk. Yeah.
1: I listen to it. Co- it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's so some, you really can learn a lot from stuff like that, even mm-hmm. if it's not really your world, like yeah. marketing is just, I mean, it's relationship. I mean, it all boils down to relationships. And so I think you can really learn a lot from that. Yeah. Stuff, ch- so. Check
2: it out. We We have, I mean, I have, you know, some really influential, you know, business leaders in the sponsorship industry on there and we're gonna have you on there too that's right we'll bring you on
1: let's do it yeah i would love it i can complain about my sponsorship mishaps happened. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's, a, sponsorship.
1: There's, a, there's a few of we'll them. talk bam bam sponsorship That's right you're the man so, thanks for coming Jay. Thank yeah you. thanks guys thanks. appreciate it